Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specializing in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specializing in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello and welcome to episode 15. Today, we are gonna be talking about using emotional intelligence as part of your career strategy. And we're gonna be sharing some of our stories and talking about things that we've come up against in our own careers that have helped us to improve our emotional intelligence and helped us to see things from a slightly different point of view. We'll probably start with, we always hear emotional intelligence being talked about, but sometimes people don't always know what it is, what what it means, how does it help? So Jackie is our emotional intelligence expert. I'm going to let Jackie explain what it is, and then we'll we'll talk through some of our own experiences of emotional intelligence and how we've used it to progress in our careers too. Perfect. So I think what I would say about an so I use an emotional intelligence assessment tool with clients that I work with. So a lot of my clients are promoted. They may be first time senior leaders people who are, you know, highlighted as talent within their business. And the reason that I use emotional intelligence as a tool is because it's a really useful framework for exploring how you can be more effective as a leader. Because as opposed to, there there is some skill in terms of how you use and develop emotional intelligence, But what it is, is essentially your ability to understand and be flexible, I guess, with your awareness about your own and other people's emotions. It's a set of behavioral and social strategies that allow you to get the impact that you want and get the best chance of getting the results that you want by being dexterous with how you manage emotions for yourself and for other people that you come into contact with at work. So whereas IQ and intelligence is all about your ability to apply knowledge that you've gained, emotional intelligence is all about being able to apply understanding of emotions and put that to good use in the workplace. So it's very different to personality profiling because Personality profiling is useful for self-insight and self-reflection, but fundamentally kind of who you are doesn't shift that much. Whereas emotional intelligence is a framework that allows you to consciously understand and use strategies that will get you more bang for your buck is the way I describe it to clients in terms of how you operate as a leader and manager. Yeah, I think that is like a really, really good description of it and when you talk about new senior leaders and kind of moving up that career ladder like I totally can feel that I can kind of go back to being 25 and 
being in that situation as a, as a brand new senior leader, feeling a bit out of my depth, feeling like I just had this constant imposter sitting on my shoulder, telling me things like you shouldn't be doing this job. You've not got enough experience and all this kind of stuff. And I suppose as you kind of feel those feelings and, you know, different things come in for you to deal with, whether it's other people's emotions, other people's the things that they're not happy with. There's a whole range of things that come in and then you've got all of the business issues and things that you're dealing with on a daily basis. And at the start, I I was very emotional. <laughs> I couldn't move past those emotions. It was almost like every time somebody came to me with, with, me with a problem, I was taking that on like that was a direct attack on me that because we've got this issue and it affects your department, then I was kind of taking it so personally. And I remember my manager at the time saying to me, take the emotion out of it. And I didn't quite understand what she meant at the time. And she said to me, if you're going to progress in this company, you need to take the emotion out of all of the decisions. And, you know, at the time, what I didn't realize she was talking to me about was emotional intelligence and improve the mind. <laughs> it's a really interesting one because I think a lot of people will have heard that advice and I'm sure it will resonate as an awful lot for a lot of women. A lot of women get told to be less emotional and it's an interesting concept because emotional intelligence isn't so much take the emotion out of it, it's understand where and why the emotion has come about and operate from that place of the root cause rather than react in the emotion. So emotions can be really useful. They can help us to understand, well, what's if you, if you kind of track back, when you feel an emotion, that can be a useful signpost, if you like, to there's something happening here that's causing that emotion, what is it? And when you use them in that constructive way, emotions can be really helpful. So I don't say to people, take the emotion out of it. For me, it's and one of the, the aspects of emotional intelligence is emotional self-regulation. It's about experiencing emotions and expressing them in an appropriate way because you're able to regulate a reaction or is this a response to the emotion that I'm feeling and choosing the, the behavioral or social strategy that will get you the result. And all of this, I know now, <laughs> but like you, when I was, when I was promoted in, in my first leadership role. Yeah. I think the thing I would say is I was very gung ho. So I tend to, I enjoy change. I am, I love variety. I love change. I love pace. And one of the things that I really didn't have the awareness or understanding of when I was in my first leadership role was how the impact of change could prompt emotional responses in other people. And as a consequence of that, I was far less effective as a leader in those early days until I kind of got with the program and started to understand that, you know, had I have had the emotional intelligence framework and had that kind of dig and delve in and understanding about how to operate in an emotionally effective way, then I might have had a, a better shot. But as it was, 
and I think that's one of the aspects of emotional intelligence. People who are emotionally intelligent recognize that other people's emotional reactions are different to their own. And that was something, and it's something that comes with maturity. So people's emotional intelligence tends to grow anyway with age and life experience. You kind of tend to learn some hard lessons, school of hard knocks and all that. But yeah, for me, that that was something where I was very gung-ho. And if I had my time again, knowing what I know now, then I could have operated in quite a different way. You know, I could have considered how I could get buy-in because I could have anticipated some of the change that I was asking of other people and how that might feel and the fact that they might have some questions and the fact that getting getting them to feel good about the change might have required me adapting my pace and my gung-ho nature slightly for a period of time. And that would have been far more beneficial, but I didn't have that awareness at the time. Yeah, and I think that's key, isn't it? Because it's like, it's that self-awareness and it's also that empathy, isn't it? And the only way that you can improve those things is to go through those situations to experience them. And I think for me, when I started to learn about my own emotional intelligence and started to improve it, it was about kind of thinking about those situations and my reaction and the feelings that I felt but then also looking at how other people reacted and where their response was coming from and almost kind of stepping into their shoes and having that empathy and thinking, okay, well, if I'm in that situation again where somebody is particularly upset or angry or whatever, if they're not regulating their emotions, then you know what can I do as a leader to support that? So rather than thinking, oh my goodness, this person... All they do is either kick off or they get upset or super opinionated. And once they start, they don't stop and all the rest of it. And it's almost like, well, okay, next time that I'm in that situation, what can I do to help them regularly? Because they're obviously not recognizing that, obviously lacking a little bit of emotional intelligence. In, In a conversation, I can't start teaching them that, but I can help them to regulate their emotions so I can't have that empathy and I can start thinking okay where is this coming from are these views like a projection because they've experienced something similar in the past or maybe they feel out of their depth and I think I always found I struggled to kind of have that level of self-awareness and real emotional intelligence when I felt like my confidence was lacking. So when I'm brand new in a role, like as you progress through the role and you feel like you become more of an expert, it's easier to take a step back and think, where's this coming from? Can I support this person? But when you feel like you're you're pedaling like a million mile an hour and it's like, well, I've got my own agenda, you know, not really got time to think about what's going on for you because I'm trying to get up to speed at this job. I'm trying to manage my own emotions. Like you need to just sort yours out. But I think it is, it's it's hard, isn't it? It is. And it's interesting that you talk about that difference because that's another crucial difference between emotional intelligence and personality profiling in terms of that emotional intelligence is a kind of somebody's emotional intelligence is a snapshot and it will fluctuate, whereas personality is more fixed. So there will be elements of people's behavior that come about as that their, their, their preferences in terms of personality. And emotional intelligence is essentially how flexible they are about adapting their natural versus 
their learned behaviors. And particularly when people are new into a role, that element of self-awareness, often that self-perception and how you feel takes a knock because so much is being thrown at you. You have often gone from being you know, an expert where you could do your old job. You might not have liked your old job, but often you could do your old job. You knew what you needed to deliver. And then you go into something new and all of a sudden you've got potentially people that you don't know. You don't know how to influence them. You don't have necessarily all of the knowledge that you might need. You might not have all of the context and all of that can have a real impact on how you feel and that then prompts that kind of anxiety or lack of confidence self-doubt imposter syndrome all of those things and then what happens is that it's very easy to not realize that you're operating in a different way because you're operating driven by that as opposed to how you were maybe only two three months ago when those things, when those circumstances and situations were different. And so people's experience of you as an individual can vary hugely. And the self-awareness piece is massive as part of emotional intelligence. If there was one thing that, that I would say, and I won't be able to stick to one thing, so we'll come to the others later. But if there was one thing that I would say around emotional intelligence is that the more people can gain that self-awareness and self-insight and understand what emotions they're experiencing and what's driving them, the more they're in a place to make an, a good choice from there about how they want to operate, how they're going to choose to operate at work. Yeah, because I think that that is a really key point as well, isn't it? Because I suppose as well, part of that self-awareness is thinking about how are people reacting to me? You know, how am I coming across? How clearly am I explaining things? You know, am I able to, you know, to debate certain issues? How am I being perceived by other people? And it's a really hard thing to do because a lot of this, you can do 360 feedback and all the rest of it. But I think... Ultimately, in order to find out what people think and how they're reacting to you is just to observe. And what I did was started journaling different interactions and different ways. So for me, every time I started in a new position, once I hit management level, people would act in a certain way towards me that I felt wasn't particularly nice, that I felt like as soon as I stepped into this new office, all of the snipers arrived. And it was really difficult. But then when I looked at that, and thought, okay, well, how am I coming across? Because of my own confidence issues and going into new positions and feeling this, maybe I'm out of my depth and stuff like that. What I realized was from an awareness point of view, I was going in really quietly. Like I was going in without the authority that people were maybe expecting when a new leader, new senior leader comes in, expect the fireworks to be going off and all of this stuff happening. And I would just go in really quietly because my style is observe, find out what's going on, see what what's working, speak to people, understand it and everything. So initially, People were just seeing how far they could push me and if they could push my boundaries, seeing what I was like as a person. But 
took me to kind of really dig deep and think about how I was coming across, which if you go into every single position and the same thing happens time and time again, you've almost got to start thinking, okay, well, how am I acting that is encouraging that behavior? And then as soon as I realized that and I was like, right, okay, this is, this is like interesting. So how do I go into a new position feeling totally out of my comfort zone, feeling like imposter syndrome central. And how do I kind of go in and make the mark? And so I started doing things like first day, it was intros, going around, shaking everyone's hand, really strong handshake, kind of just being visible rather than kind of sneaking in and seeing what's going on. It was like, right, bam, visible. Now it pushed me way out of my comfort zone. It was horrible. But that, when I did that, everything changed people perceived me in a totally different way and I was like wow and that was that for me was the start of me really understanding my own emotional intelligence and how you know how I come across and you know my own kinds of how it all kinds of it's that self-awareness and the self-perception and all of that good stuff but it was so interesting to see and what you're describing is the process of having the self-awareness and using that and choosing behaviors that may not necessarily feel comfortable or natural yet because they're new and they're uncomfortable but they're chosen on the basis of what's important or what you believe will get the impact in that situation so those introductions and strong handshakes that you're describing that felt out of your comfort zone weren't done for the sake of being a Billy Big Bollocks. They were there for the fact that you'd recognized that that you believed in that situation, that that would give you a better opportunity to set the relationship up and be perceived in the light that you wanted to be perceived. And there's always the risk that the choices we make are wrong. And one of the things then with emotional intelligence is that when we make the wrong choice and when our perception of others or what's going to have a particular impact doesn't quite work out as we'd hoped, one of the things with emotional intelligence is that not allowing that to knock your confidence and not creating that cycle where you beat yourself up and are kind of like, well, that was a stupid thing to do. Why did I do that? Oh, I'm such an idiot. All those really kind of unkind ways that we talk to ourselves when things don't go as we'd hoped. And that that's also a part of emotional intelligence is the ability to kind of roll with the punches and to recognize that I'll make mistakes or I'll get things wrong or the choices I make might not be great, but I'm not going to see myself as less worthy or a bad person or a failure just because things haven't gone exactly as I'd hoped the first time I'm going to accept that I'm new I'm learning and I'm going to give myself that cut myself some slack in those cases as opposed to create that emotional cycle where the only possible reason for that is because I'm an idiot and I'll never be able to make it Yeah. And you know what? It's so true because kind of when I think back to like that first senior leadership role and I walked in and I felt like 
should I be here? And like, you know, I walked in across the floor and I heard someone say, oh my goodness, is she like just out of uni? And it was like, oh my goodness. So I'm like walking towards this team that are like going to be my direct reports and straight away the people that work for them that create the department are already thinking that I shouldn't be here, that I'm too young, that I've not got enough experience. So I kind of like went into that first situation, like very much like, hi, I'm Pamela and I've got lots of experience and I've got loads of good ideas and I'm looking forward to working with you. And it was almost like I was trying to sell myself to them. And that self-awareness, when I switched to talk about the, the strong handshakes and, you know, given like almost like an air of authority it was like hello I'm Pamela and I can't wait to work with you I can't wait to hear all about you you know you've been doing some great work and I'm looking forward to continuing that and working together and almost kind of going in with that air of like real confidence even if I didn't feel it inside it was like I am looking forward to to being here I am looking forward to learning about you and it was it was a totally different experience and it was really interesting because I had that real level of self-awareness. So, you know, thinking back to that first time when I went in and I was explaining and I was probably going a bit red and I was like, you know, like stumbling over my words and like really like, like you know, I'm not surprised that they ate me alive. Like, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all, but having that self-awareness to go into a, another situation and go, right, okay, well, I'm going to change my body language. I'm going to change how I how I come across. I'm going to be more confident, even if I'm not feeling it. When the imposter pops up, I'm going to say, yeah, you're not welcome today <laughs> because today we've got a different plan. Today, it's about, it's not about me. It's about them. It's about what I'm going to do for the organization and stuff like that. And just that like level of self-awareness and almost observing it as it happened. And like that first intro and I'm like, wow, that was received really well. Like that kind of positioned me really well. And then onto the next one and onto the next one. And that alone was a real confidence booster. And for me, I suppose that was when I kind of realized the power of owning that emotional intelligence and being able to kind of look at my own behaviors and understand my own behaviors and then also how my behavior affects other people and then also how their behavior affects me so it was such like a massive eye-opener and it's something that you're always developing isn't it like you just never stop and I think what's really useful is to make that a conscious development and that's why we've we've chosen to do this episode because So many people are aware of the concept of emotional intelligence and will potentially look at people that they might work with and be kind of like, oh, you could do with some. I've I've certainly been in some workplaces where there's been plenty of people who could do with some. But I think that kind of awareness of how to go about it isn't isn't always as easy. And the self-awareness piece for me is the first building block yeah with clients is about being honest with yourself about reflecting on where things come up and why they come up and the greater the degree of self-awareness the easier the other aspects of emotional intelligence tend to be to develop because once you've got that that groundwork done of self-awareness then you can build on it so I think for anybody and and I think often like we're saying before that that element of 
kind of when your confidence gets knocked, I think sometimes it's easy to avoid some of that self-awareness because it's painful, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's and there was another time for me at work where I was struggling with my confidence and my boss at the time, you're going to love this one. Advice was, oh, go and speak to this person and just get her to basically just give give it you warts and all. Just give you all of the feedback, warts and all, and then you'll know, and then you can do something about it. And there was no way on God's earth. So similar to what you were saying about 360, the timing of those kinds of things is so crucial because, and thankfully I did have enough self-awareness to recognize that I couldn't handle that at that time. And I didn't take that advice, but the intent was good. The intent was go and find all the ways to develop yourself, but the impact on my confidence was crushing. And I think that can be a real barrier is that to to build your self-awareness it's so intertwined with self-confidence and with it being okay that you're not the finished article yet. And now I'm in a very different place to how I was then. And now I find it much easier to acknowledge the things that I'm not great at and accept them. And do you know what? I think a big part of it as well is accepting like we're all works in progress. None of us are the finished article there's there's always going to be things that we could do better at that we could develop and what it comes back to is how important is changing or developing that in the context of what you want to achieve because if it's not that important the energy and effort to try and make change in beha- like behavioral change is hard so if it's not that important in the context of what you're trying to achieve then let go of it because otherwise you're just beating yourself up about something that isn't going to have that much of an impact anyway. So mm. I think self-awareness is really crucial, but if you're already feeling a bit wobbly, the timing of how and when and the type of self-awareness that you build is about kind of taking care of yourself and being compassionate before you try and build any more self-awareness. Yeah, because I think it's so easy, isn't it? Like when your confidence is low to to let people knock that confidence. And I think when you build up your self-awareness, you start, you need to dig deep and it's not something you just do overnight. I'd say, I feel like at this point, I'm pretty self-aware. I wouldn't say I know everything because, you know, the stuff that comes up that does sometimes knock you and, you know, trigger uh, trigger an emotion and you think, wow where did that come from but I think for me that's the self-awareness so what I'll tend to do now is you know if somebody says something to me or something triggers me or even like you know if I'm scrolling through social media or whatever and I'm triggered by something like previously you know like years ago I might have got upset about that I might have got angry I might have reacted I might have post the comment if it was in real life I might have said something back because how dare you say that to me whereas now I feel like I've developed that self-awareness enough to go okay that just triggered an emotion what is that emotion what does it mean what's it teaching me what's it trying to show me there's always a lesson in every emotion and I think sometimes I think you've said it before Jackie when something like say for example triggers envy you know, that's a that's a good sign when things like 
those kinds of emotions are triggered, it means something. That's obviously something that you want that you didn't realize that you wanted maybe. If, you know, something makes you angry or whatever feeling it triggers, that that emotion is showing you something. And self-awareness for me is about being able to recognize that emotion and going, well, let's have a little look at what is going on here. Like, what is that emotion all about? And then as you say, you choose to react or respond. So if keeping your emotions in check, so like what you were saying earlier, you're taking the emotions out of your decisions and things like that isn't necessarily the, the right thing to do. But in the emotion, maybe that is the right thing to do where you are kind of thinking okay what is this emotion and how does it affect me now I know if something triggers me and it annoys me then I don't want to respond to someone for the next 20 minutes at least because I know that that response isn't going to be the nicest response but you know what I will do now and this is part of my own like developing my own self-awareness is you know, I'll type out an email or I'll type something out or I'll put a note in my phone and I'll be like, right, I'm going to type it out now while I'm feeling this emotion. And then I'm going to come back in half now. I'm going to have a think about it. I'm going to let it settle. And then I'm going to come back and read those words and see if I still want to send that message, if it still stands, or actually if I want to just adjust it slightly because that emotion made me react in a way that isn't maybe that appropriate for that person or that situation so that's kind of like how I kind of how I've developed my own self-awareness and how I'm continuing to develop I mean do you do anything similar to that yeah so funnily enough it was actually a a conversation a a coaching conversation that that brought to mind rather than something for me personally So, so I remember coaching someone who was a head of logistics who was absolutely fuming with something that the buying team had done. So there was, I think, I can't even remember the detail of, of what it was, but essentially it was something that one one team had done that had had a massive impact on his workload, workflow, been quite significant. And we were talking through, okay, and what approach might you take? How might you resolve this? And the initial kind of reaction, and it was a reaction, was, well, I'm going to go and talk to them and say that I need this and this and this. And what I did was said, okay, and if you were them and in their shoes, how likely would that be to influence you? And there was just this kind of moment of dawning realisation of kind of, okay, the what what I would do probably if I was in their shoes, I wouldn't listen to. And mm. so that that practice is essentially the practice of empathy. And it's something that I work a lot with coaching clients on. And the reason that I recognize its power with coaching clients is because it's something that I have to do a lot of ask myself that question of, okay, if I were in their shoes, how would that feel? What would How would I respond if I were on the receiving end of that? And empathy often feels quite fluffy, I think. It can feel quite like it's about being nice, like it's about having empathy for somebody. And if they've got challenges or they're stressed or they've got a really overwhelming workload, you can kind of have empathy. And it's often tied to sympathy. It's often tied to, yeah, I can feel that that must be difficult for you. The reality is, 
empathy is about being able to step into the shoes of that other person. It's often most valuable (laughs) when (laughs) there is a trigger of a negative emotion where something that's happened has caused you you know, where something they've done feels unfair or unreasonable, or you're just really frustrated with them, annoyed, when it triggers that the negative emotions, empathy is so valuable in that case, because what it allows you to do is to try and step and see it through that person's eyes. And then we've talked about this before when we were talking about bosses that micromanage and how hard it is to have empathy. But sometimes when you do, you can start to see ways that you could influence them. And that that's what this skill is, is the skill of empathy and being able to step into their shoes and, and do it. So I would say for me, it's that aspect, because I think my own self-awareness comes relatively naturally to me. I find that relatively level I find it relatively easy I think to regulate my own emotions generally but that that element of if someone has said or done something that has prompted a negative emotion in me it doesn't feel easy (laughs) sometimes I'm like no I'm not doing it I will not empathize with that person I don't like them they've annoyed me but if you can do that it's a really valuable time to empathize because when you can step into their shoes and see it from their perspective, it doesn't mean that you have to agree. I think that's sometimes one of the resistant, one of the things that prompts resistance is it doesn't mean you have to agree with what they have done or why they've done it. But if you can step into it and understand what, what prompted it, like pick back what, what led them to behave that way. And sometimes you might not know. Sometimes it could be that they've had an argument with their other half before they've come to work and you've borne the brunt of something that was just really unfair. But equally, there can be times where that can be really valuable. So I think that's, for me, those two aspects of understanding your own emotion and asking yourself, what am I feeling what is this? What's going on? Why? But also from an empathy perspective, stepping in, you know, almost I, I describe it to clients as like putting the other person's hat on. You know, when you put their hat on right now, I'm leaving behind how I feel about this situation. I'm stepping into their perspective of it. And and the more that the emotion is negative, the more valuable that tends to be, even though it's hard. And that, do you know what, that's such a brilliant way to kind of look at it and to think about it, you know, just putting their hat on. And there is like so much more to emotional intelligence, isn't there? Like we could literally probably do 100 podcast episodes on emotional intelligence. But I was just thinking because emotional intelligence for me was huge, improving mind made such a difference to my career progression and just my like every life and I think if people are interested in finding out more about emotional intelligence or about understanding their own emotional intelligence Jackie does well Jackie provides some really good coaching around it, don't you and also a report that you can get so you can fill in is it like a, a questionnaire and get a report yeah. yeah so it's very similar to the the online like personality psychometrics so if you have ever done like disc or Myers-Briggs that kind of thing and you just go through a series of 130 odd questions and then what it does is it will generate a report that will help you to kind of reflect on and understand where are you 
like it will give you a score so it will give you an understanding of where you are and what's often interesting with that is that people often overestimate and then then they get the reports kind of like oh maybe there's a bit more work to do than I anticipated but often that work will be centered around a few key areas and that's the purpose of the kind of feedback and coaching session that goes with it is really delving into okay if if you want to develop yours where is it because that that focus will be different for different people so that's what's really useful about that report is it just kind of shortcuts getting you to that point where you can really choose what you want to focus on so that you can have the biggest impact and obviously the whole point of the episode is thinking about how you can use emotional intelligence as part of your career strategy and for those people that are ambitious that want to progress that want to get their next role developing emotional intelligence and becoming more emotional I, I call it becoming more emotionally effective when you develop your emotional intelligence that's what happens you're more emotionally effective because you're able to handle emotive situations in a much more effective way and so when you do that then you're in a far better place to progress your career yeah I think that's amazing and I think if I'd have been able to do that 15 years ago I just think wow how much easier would my life have been you know if I was able to kind of get a gauge on where it was what specifically I needed to work on rather than just going through trying to figure out myself like how much faster would would I have been able to to move forward if emotional intelligence isn't part of your career strategy then it definitely should be absolutely Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So if you've enjoyed the episode, as ever, we would really appreciate you rating and reviewing, but also feel free to get in touch with us, drop us a message on LinkedIn, let us know what's been most valuable for you and also whether there's any topics you want us to cover in future episodes. We will certainly be returning to emotional intelligence and up next, we will be having an episode where we'll be talking about imposter syndrome and self-doubt. So Again, I know that's a huge topic, so we will start with some specifics around that and that, again, will be a topic I'm sure we'll return to in the future. But for now, thank you for listening and we will catch you again next week.